All right, guys, welcome to another episode on the podcast. Got myself, Brian, my co-host, Squints, our new friend, Ryan, from Test My Home, founder, CEO. Yep. Want to tell us what you kind of do when you go to people's houses? And, you know, I found you by looking at EMF levels of AirPods, which anyone who knows me, I used to walk around with one in my ear at all fucking times, at least 12 hours a day. Yeah, a lot of people do that. Yeah, so I'm basically like a home doctor for the house. So we go into people's homes and we do a full analyzation of anything in the home that could cause illness or sickness, anything that can be toxic. So we uh, look at mold, we look at chemical, we look at air quality, uh, EMF exposure, lighting, uh, sound and vibration. Those are the main ones that we come across in people's houses. What's kind of like the most toxic item on that list? I would say uh, the biggest thing that is affecting people is mold. And then second right behind that is EMF. Those are really the two underrated things right now in the environment. Like versus cleaning chemicals and all that, you rank that higher. I do. Yeah, we see. I think everybody has somewhat of a, a low constant level of toxic exposure from the personal care products and the cleaning supplies. But when you have a mold problem or you have a overuse of EMF in your home, then we see some pretty serious damages from that. What is the overuse of EMF? So when you're on your technology more than several hours a day consistently, if you're sleeping on your phone, falling asleep next to your iPad, uh, you got the Wi-Fi router right next to you on your desk, um, ear pods in your ear. When you're around this elect electronic technology too much, it really has a big impact on the body. And what kind of effects are you seeing from that on the body? So it depends on what kind of EMF we're talking about, but you know, our bodies are electrical chemical beings. And so our nervous system, our heart, our brain, everything works on these electrical impulses. So when we have these artificial signals that are coming through our bodies from the cell phone, from the Wi-Fi, from 5G, it interferes with the body. And so we see a lot of neurological issues with people. We see uh, the ADHD, we see the brain fog, we see cancers, tumors, uh, anxiety, people just not feeling well, sleeping well. Uh, it just has a lower impact, like it lowers your quality of life. And, and if you're suffering from any kind of illness, it causes it so that you can't get better faster because it's a stress on the body. Scary. Yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of speechless. We're all, <laughs> we're all guilty, for, for lack of a better word, in the sense of we have a lot of electronical signals that are going on around us at all times from our cell phone use and our kids and right. the YouTubes and the TVs, everything's streaming and everything's constantly... Even light switches that are wireless now. Yeah. Like all the little stuff you really don't think about. I saw one where you posted like just testing the lights and how the lights were, you're going to have to correct me, but the strobe rating versus natural light versus those lights and your meter just went insane. Right. You know, our eyes are used to the sun. That's how we evolved on this planet with the consistent glow and the full spectrum. And now we have these artificial lights all around us and a lot of them are strobing and they do that to save energy. Our eyes don't like that. That can cause a lot of issues with us. Yeah. I mean, there's seizure warnings on video games and other things from right. this manufactured pulse, right? Yeah, and see, and that's more of the extreme case, but we have these low-level consistent uh, strobing effects where we just feel that anxiety. We just feel like there's, you know, and some people, they just don't like the lights on. They don't feel good with the lights, and it's, it's typically the flicker rate that's causing those effects. I honestly prefer, like, when I'm in a room to have the lights off. Yeah, a lot of people are like that. They yeah, prefer the natural light. light. Nice natural light is nice. Yeah. How did... uh. How did Test My Home start? So I've been doing environmental toxicology most of my career in different agencies. And it was when we uh, pregnant with our with my son, this was about five years ago, we wanted to have someone come in to, to just go through our home just to make sure everything was fine. Uh, it was my, fi uh, my wife's first baby, and so she was super cautious about everything. Uh, looking up, and there was really nobody to come into the house to do a full analysis. And so we thought this would be great to take my background and my knowledge and my education and start doing this for people. Plus, about five years before that, I'd got uh, sick from living in a moldy home myself. I was also restoring some old vehicles. I wasn't using the proper mask, and I got some lead poisoning along with the mold toxicity. I went to four or five different doctors. They couldn't really figure out what it was. Finally, I went to a functional medicine doctor. Uh, they did some mold toxicity, heavy metals testing, and found out I was pretty toxic in my body. So it took me a couple years to recover from that. That's when it kind of changed to me, like, wow, this is truly a problem. This is really a big issue that needs to be addressed that no one's really looking at. What's the biggest cause? Bad bad building practices, old old materials, water damage? I think the the building practice in America is all about fast, cheap, easy, quick, yeah. big square footage, 
but people aren't really looking at non-toxic building materials. A lot of the ways that we build the homes are super airtight. They're not breathing. Uh, we're using toxic materials and we're just creating a haven for mold. And of course, all the technology on top of it. What's a good way to mitigate some of that risk or some of the mold or, cause sometimes mold could be behind a wall you never see, it could be behind this curtain behind you and we right. just, oh shit, we moved it one day and we saw this. Is there a simple test to do to kind of like test your air quality in the house? So one, one thing we do if you know, I'm talking to someone and helping them out over the phone or we do Zoom calls is I have them go check their toilet tank. So I say, you know, lift up the toilet tank. Let's look back there. If you have any kind of mold growth in the toilet tank, that's probably an indication you have something bigger going on in your house. And the reason is because there's there's moisture in there. There, it's a, it's a dark place. And when you flush the toilet, it pulls in air and air and mold spores if you have any in, in the air and they can grow in there so it's like a natural petri dish so it's something you can go check right now if you're listening to this yeah you know, go check your toilet tank and see if you that's have it lift the yeah. lift it up and stick your head in there and see if there's anything yeah you know not moving around but stuck to the walls kind of that's deal right if you see something they'll hold your breath don't sniff it <laughs> <laughs> not a laughing matter but but yeah. but yeah no um so an emf um what can people do to um one be aware to protect themselves from from things that you know we're kind of aware of it now we say you know don't hold don't hold the phone by the baby or like you know what i mean we're aware that these things are are creating some type of you know electronic signal that's that's doing damage but uh what can we practice to um you know make our space safer right you know I'm uh, this technology is great. It does a lot of good things for us. It's very useful. Uh, we all use it. It's very helpful. So we're not saying get rid of all this stuff, go live in a cave. That's not realistic. What we do talk about is practical avoidance. Let's try to avoid these exposures when we can. One good example is at nighttime, we don't necessarily need to have the Wi-Fi on. We don't need to have the TV going. When we're sleeping, let's go ahead and turn these devices off. Let's let's make it like kind of a sacred bubble around the bed and let's not bring these electronics into the bed when we're sleeping. We don't need to use them. Do we need like a like a do we need to break the circuit to shut off all the current to the device? So we do that at our house, and some yeah. people think we're a little bit out there with some of this no, stuff. But, but man, we sleep really good at night. What we do is we have a switch. So when we're done for the night, we hit this button, and it kills all the circuits in the bed and the adjacent rooms. So we have a zero EMF build when we sleep. And wow. We do the same thing with our kids, too. And I have a lot of clients that do that, and it really helps their sleeping. So you're killing all the power in your room. Oh, yeah. You. We're killing because those the wiring that goes in the walls. And there's the current. It, yep, and exactly. it's radiating it's out of the room. It's drawing, yeah. Yeah, when yeah. you're laying in bed, your head is a foot or so, six inches from the wiring that's in that so wall. It doesn't matter. You might not be on it, but it's still, regardless, yeah. it's waiting for a connection. Right. So it's open yep. and it's it's active. And, you know, for the people out there, this isn't the hardest thing in the world to do. You just need to rewire some things and, uh, yeah. you know, use surge protectors or whatever you can, like cheap fix. Yeah. Somebody could put a surge protector on the items in their room to, to just kill that kill that energy no yeah and there's two things you can think about so there's time and there's distance so if you can distance yourself from these things so instead of having the cell phone in your pocket if you're sitting at your desk doing some work instead of having it on your pocket <laughs> on your lap put it on the the desk right here there you go exactly Perfect so now you just put some distance between you and the phone even three feet is going to reduce exposure like 97 percent i was i i saw on your uh, instagram that you recommend hardwiring your laptop instead of using wi-fi Yes. Because I usually put it in my lap and do this friggin' hours. And that's a high impact thing. So if you can run a hard line from your router to your laptop, then you can put your laptop on airplane mode. Then you can sit here all day long and work on it and not have that exposure right in your face. So we talk about distance, but also time. So how much time are we spending on these devices? So if we're spending a lot of time on them, we need to make sure that they're hardwired so that we're not getting that exposure. Outside of sleep, we'd probably spend more time on devices now if we looked at it than right. anything else, right? Right. How do Absolutely. you feel about like an Apple Watch or a smartwatch? So stuff like that, we have both negatives against. So we have distance and we have duration. So they're on us all the time and they're right next to our body. So we're going to get a lot of exposure from a device like that. So we need to really weigh out the benefit of this stuff versus the cost. So yeah. if we're getting exposed to it, we know it's a class 2B carcinogen. We know it's cancer causing. The studies are out there. It's not a debate anymore. There's there's so many studies showing the causation of these things. So 
knowing that it's a, a class 2B carcinogen, we better make damn sure that we're getting the benefit from it that we need. If we're not getting any benefit from it, let's not expose ourselves to it. Scary. Because we're running around blind <laughs> yeah. and, and technology is exceeding rapidly and more rapidly. And, yeah. and we're accepting to it because, like you said, it, it changes our quality of life mm -hmm. and, it, and it makes us more productive. But at the same time, is how much how damaging is that that give off? You know what I mean? Right. And you know, distance. Maybe we don't need a, a, a smart computer in our pocket and a smart watch on our wrist to. And you know, app. if you're going running and you want to step count or do something else, right? Then it's a necessary evil. But maybe not being exposed to multiple radiation sources is. Uh, Yep. probably a wise a wise step and that's one of those things where you're getting the benefit from it you're exercising you're using it to motivate and track that's a huge benefit that probably outweighs the negative from it yeah so you just got to have these you know conversations in your head well so you wear it while you're working out and then when you're done take it off right put it on airplane mode do you need to sleep with it at night no probably not let's take it off let's leave it in the bathroom what what have you seen uh what are some cases that you've seen of people that had some um, some mold or EMF caused issues and and obviously ask you to come and, and, and mitigate these problems? But uh, what are some things that people, maybe somebody doesn't know that they have a, a toxic level of something and what are some, some signs that something's off? Uh, I'd say the biggest thing is that if you feel better outside of your house, I say, man, every time I go down to the beach, I feel great. When I go up to the lake, I feel great. When I go camping, I'm fine. When I go walk on the park, and as soon as I get back in my house, I start feeling crummy again. Or after I've been on my phone for about 30 minutes, I, mean, I start feeling a little brain fog or anxiety. These are some clues that you're sensitive to this stuff. And so you need to take that into account. What you can do is what I call digital detox in your house. You can actually go out and just flip the breaker off to your house, the, the main breaker. Just go turn it off put your cell phone in airplane mode, just hang out in your house for a couple hours and see if you actually improve the symptoms. And that's a big, that's, that's a, a big quick, easy test. Kill yeah. switch, bro. Quick, easy main. test. Yeah, kill the refrigerator's not gonna get hit messed the main. up, it'll no, be you'll fine. You'll be good, don't be open fine. it, you'll be all right. Yeah. And then see if if you have a, a, a different, you know, uh, feeling. Yeah. We gotta trust our instincts. I think that we've started to rely on um, equipment and less on how do I feel about this or my daily, you know, trusting your gut kind of went out the window. Yeah. I mean, we all know that there's something, something going on and that we have these notions, but you know, life's a lot and there's a lot of things going on. So it's, mm -hmm. it's hard to pinpoint it. You know, even if we're, even if we're aware of the fact that, you know, we're overexposing ourselves and the, the kids and, mm -hmm. you know, and, and these things, like it's hard to break the, the daily routine and, uh, you know, take note of, oh, this is, this is the issue. I could do something different. So yeah, it, it, it's cool to, you know, know that it's okay to shut off, mm -hmm. shut down, and and you know, take take some notes and see how things are really really working. You know. Yeah, and a lot of people don't tie their symptoms to EMF because they never really get away from it. Think of when the last time that you were not around your phone or that you were not inside of a building with Wi-Fi or EMF or you were not next to a cell tower. Since I mean, how the, often since are we the, actually in those environments? Since I the iPhone has existed? <laughs> you know what I mean? Or you're off the grid for whatever reason, somewhere right. where it, it can't touch you. Right. And you're out of sight, out of mind. But for the most part, it's been five, six years for most people on Earth that that they don't have a complete connection to something, you know? Right. And so because of that, they don't have anything to compare it to. No, we don't. And we're accelerating with no. a lot of neurological type disorders and, and mental type disorders. And we're looking for the, the fingers to point in the cause. And maybe yeah. the elephant in the room is our, you know, our pocket computer that is a, giving us all this information, but at the same time, transmitting it and causing uh, other issues. Yeah, you know, and, and a lot of you mentioned something about looking for that smoking gun or that one thing, that one problem that it is. And usually what we find, it's a combination of things. It's usually not just one thing. Sometimes when we have a really bad mold issue, in fact, we just did an assessment last week where the family had a leak and they all started getting the symptoms. They didn't address the leak and it turned out to be black mold infested through their whole house and they ended up getting really sick. We got them to move out of the house and their symptoms are getting better. But 
in the majority of cases, it's a combination of things. We have a little bit of mold over here, a little bit of mold over there. We have some toxic chemicals that we're using for cleaning supplies. We got some fragrances that we're using that we're breathing in. Uh, we got overuse of some EMF. We got blue light. We're not getting the sleep that we need. Then on top of that, you add the stresses of normal everyday life then maybe we're not eating as healthy as we should be. Maybe we're not getting to the gym like we should. And so when you start adding all these things together, it's no wonder we feel like crap. It's no wonder the cancer rates are through the roof and everybody's suffering from these chronic illnesses. So we got to start hitting these things one at a time and start dealing with these issues. We're off balance. Way off balance. As, as, yeah. as, uh, as humanity in general, we're off balance of, of our natural Yes. Our natural clock, the natural flow of things. We got way off track and we're not even, these are the basic things. Clean water, clean air, clean thoughts, clean food. These are basic things that we should be doing that a lot of people just simply are not implemented in their lives. How do you feel about lighting candles around your house? I think candles are great. I like the natural light. I like the mood, but you want to make sure that it's like a soy based or it's a beeswax candle. You don't want to use the petroleum based candles with the fragrances. Otherwise, we're just fragrances are dangerous, huh? Fragrances equal toxic chemicals. Yeah. Yeah. When it says fresh mountain spring air on the bottle, that's not fresh mountain spring air. That's the chemical that's made to smell that way. And that can be an endocrine disruptor. It can mess with our hormones. It's got phthalates in them, the whole range of things that we don't want to have in our body. What about like cologne and perfume? Same thing. So we're putting the chemical in our body. Makeup, toothpaste. All the personal care products, sunblock, everything, lotions. They say the average female uses 16 chemicals on her body every single day. That's just the average one. Yeah. And men about six to seven. That's deodorant, that's all that stuff. And we're pointing fingers in, in all types of directions. And maybe it's just the the day-to-day -day products that are affecting us in a certain manner, right? Yeah. The stackability of all these, these yeah. uh, different Little like here, little there, little over here. Every time Michelle puts on makeup, her nose starts to run, and I'm like, what do you think it is? You're allergic to something. In yeah, it's one of the fucking chemicals your, in your makeup. Our skin is an organ. Yeah. yeah. It's intaking these things. Yeah, we absorb a lot through our skin. Yeah. We've got to be cautious of what we're putting on our skin. Yeah, we don't really think of it. We think, you know, we want to trust companies and, and trust that we're buying this product to make ourselves look good. I'm sure anybody that's dealt with skin issues has has known that you know sometimes you buy an acne medication or, or some type of skin soap that is seems to be more of an irritant for you or your body type or whatever it is mm -hmm. and, and these problems just you know kind of snowball into a bigger issue yeah there's a lot of greenwashing out there something that's made to look green and healthy but in the reality it's got a lot of harmful chemicals in it the bottom line is people are trying to make money you know, i understand capitalism so do you recommend like airing out your house every day, like opening the doors and windows just to flow air through? Yeah, so funny thing is if in a commercial space or in a public building, it's required by law to have so many air exchanges per hour. Like in Idaho, it's 30 CFM per person per hour of fresh air that needs to be into the building that needs to be exhausted back out. When we talk about residential, they don't have those kind of uh, laws or implementation in place. So it's up to the homeowner to provide the fresh air, either install a fresh air ventilation system or open up their windows but the majority of people don't do that. So if it's really cold outside in a cold climate or really hot, the majority of the time that home is locked up tight. And the only time you're getting fresh air in and out is when you open up the door to walk in and out. So you're heating and cooling this air exchange, but you're not. it's still trapped us breathing and, and exhaling pollutants and, and, right. and it recycling that back to us. Absolutely, it's the chemicals that are off-gassing from the furniture, it's the chemical products we're using, it's us breathing out CO2. There's a whole range of things that starts building up the still yeah. air. And we're conditioning the air for temperature, but not right. Not for fresh, you right. know, clean oxygen. Exactly. How yeah. do you feel about using air purifiers throughout the house? I think that's a great idea. And so a check you can do at home, if, you, if your home gathers a lot of dust, if you're find dust on your surfaces after you clean that you notice that you need to put more air filtration you need to use better air filters for your hvac system switch them out and use high quality ones and maybe get some good standalone uh, air filters to help mitigate that because the air like is you know one of the basics clean air that's super important these days so we need to filter out these pollutants that are in the air and so how many hours a day do you recommend keeping like the windows open for a certain area and you know obviously having cross air going through you know, it, it really depends, but at a minimum, you should at least 15 minutes a day open up your windows and doors and flush out your home. Uh, inlet and an outlet. 
You think yeah. every window or just uh, multiple entry points? So, I mean, it depends. If you got a couple rooms and they're all closed off and you're not really using them, not a big deal, but at least your main living areas, the bedroom, the kitchen, those, we need to get that air flushed out every day. You need to start with fresh air. Yeah. Even twice a day if you can, but at yeah. a minimum, every single day flushing out the home and starting with fresh air. I know. That's a basic. I know we like to sage the house every so often. Any issues with doing that? Not really. I mean, it's a, it's a more natural. There's a particle to it. As long as you're not having any respiratory issues. If you were coming to me and complaining and say, hey, man, my kid's got runny nose, we got asthma attacks, we've got these respiratory issues, then I'd probably say, hold off on that. Let's address some of the things in your home. But if you're not dealing with that stuff, the body can take a certain level of these things. It's just when we overdo it, that's become, then it becomes a problem. And we, we have a very closed space now. We've become very, you know, as the homes have opened up, less open air though and we used to have a very more natural environment where you know people didn't you know conditioning air has only been for so long mechanically with freon and whatever else or heat sources so we used to have a very give and take you opened your windows when you wanted fresh air you closed them when it was a little too and you maybe had a chimney or something so it was a little more of a of a low-key source but uh nowadays i don't think people give credit to the fact that Hey, why are my house plants dying? Mm -hmm. Right? It's I, it's so hard to keep my house plants alive. And I'm like, well, did you That's try giving them fresh air or like, <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a sun source? Maybe they need some. You know, I know they're house plants, but like, it's not just yeah. about feeding them. We need to give them optimal, you know, O2, a nice range, a little bit of a good VPD, and and start these things. And we're no different. We're another biological. Yeah. Being that needs certain, you know, parameters to be healthy and optimal. You made a really good point too about homes now are much more airtight than they used to be. Why didn't we have this problem in the fifties or 100, 200 years ago? And the reason is because homes back then were not built airtight like they are now. No. In the eighties and nineties, when we come into the energy crisis, when they're double pane windows, like, yeah, double pane yeah. windows, super insulated foam, everything trying to hold it in airtight yeah. where they almost, they do these blower door tests to see, make sure the home can pressurize where there's no air leakage. Well, when we started doing that, that's when sick building syndrome really started getting a big deal because nothing was being ventilated. You know, we like to go down to Mexico a lot. We go down there and um, places on the beach, we see the mold growing. So, well, how come these people aren't really sick? Well, the reason is because all those homes have so much ventilation. In fact, a lot of the windows don't even close. They're yeah. completely open all the time. So they have air just so much ventilation going through there. So it's not really a problem. It's when we lock everything up airtight. That's when we come up with these issues. That's when we have the problems. It's kind of fucking up my day a little bit. <laughs> we do that sometimes. Educating you to a to an extent that you can start, you know, the kill switch thing is a great tool. Yeah. The simple, I mean, it's so easy for everybody to open up a couple of windows in a main living space easy. and have Free an inlet time. outlet yeah. to let air blow through. And you know that it changes, it changes your feeling inside of the home when you do that. All of a sudden everybody's you know they get a little fresh air and clear head and like mm -hmm. you understand that okay maybe that was a good thing yeah if you can go outside and go inside and you can smell a difference in your home it's musty it's still you need to you should be able to not really smell the difference between outside air and inside air it should be pretty equal yeah if there's a smoke if there's a fire source or smoke source outside you should be able that's to smell a, it inside. And well, and that's a different, you know, that's a different thing. If you, if it's a bad pollution day or it's fire smoke out day, that's one instance when we want to close up. Our yeah, but the majority of the time, and you can check these on, on websites, airnow.gov or breezometer, you can log on and see what's my air quality outside. And as long as it's sufficient and in the green or little in the yellow, let's get that fresh air in. The majority of the time, people think that outdoor air is more dirty than indoor, but it's, it's reverse. Indoor air is actually much more polluted than outdoor air because of all the buildup in there. Let's talk about uh, household chemicals for a little while because, you know, we all like to keep a clean home. And then sometimes an overly clean home with certain products can be a, a, a health pollutant. Yes, absolutely. So we uh, use a website called EWG. It's Environmental Working Group. And you can actually scan the barcode on an item, like a cleaning supply or a cosmetic, and it's going to rate it on a scale from one to ten how dangerous it is for your body. Oh wow! And so you can use that as kind of a gauge and say, okay, everything two and higher, I'm not going to allow that into my home because I know that's doing harm to my body. 
But if you want to just keep things super simple, we clean our house with uh, a mixture of distilled water and distilled white vinegar with a little bit of lemon essential oil. My, my you, wife just made that the other day, actually. Yeah, it works great. It, it's yeah. surprising how much of your home you can clean with that and you could drink it. It's completely natural. It's an astringent in the way that it, it wipes and kills away bacteria and right. things, but it's yeah. not damaging to our, our, our system. Right. And it's a lot cheaper, too. Yeah. People think, oh, I got to have a lot of money to be healthy. No, it doesn't cost money to go turn off your electronics or to open your doors. It'll actually lower your power bill. Yeah. It could be more cost effective, actually, <laughs> but we're just, you know, we've been trained to smell is such a, 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 like a key factor to human senses. So we're, we're attracted <clears throat> to Christmas. We're attracted to seasons. We're attracted to Fabuloso or Pine Sol or these these comet or these things that we've grown up smelling that were cleaned or or cooked or used mm -hmm. and these things bring joy to us because we think of you know happy times but in turn this fragrance could be very damaging uh, right. fabric softeners yeah and that detergent one thing i gotta work with skin. my clients is overcoming that addiction to a certain smell it brings back a memory that's very powerful to us and we grew up smelling the the clove and the cinnamon and then this at certain holidays but we need to train our brain that uh clean doesn't have a smell our home should smell neutral and so when we walk into a house there shouldn't be a smell that's the ultimate clean that's the ultimate level up right there is to have a neutral smelling house that way when you do have a problem that comes up let's say we have a mold situation or we have bacteria we have a dead mouse we can smell it pretty quick we notice it we notice it something's there's off. something wrong there's something off what is it and we can fix it and we can address it. Right now we have these biologicals in the home that are smelling and then we take a chemical and we, we cover that up. So now we have a biological contaminant and then we have a chemical contaminant. Yeah. You can only imagine what that can do to the body after day in and day out. And they say we spend over 92% of our lives indoors right now as Americans. That's inside of our work, inside of our home, and inside of our vehicle. Yeah. So we're not addressing that indoor environment and making sure that it's pure. It's no wonder we're having these issues. Air fresheners in the car, air, air fresheners in the home, the Glade plug-ins. We went through multiple stages of like the evolution of pollutants, basically. Yeah. Like home contaminants, car contaminants, office contaminants, mm -hmm. cleaning, freshener, this, yeah. masking the fact that we didn't have proper air exchange or filtration. Yeah. So if you're an entrepreneur or you work in an office space, making that space super healthy and non-toxic is going to increase the productivity of your workers it's going to decrease the sick days it's going to make people happier and feel better they're not going to have that afternoon slump when they feel tired because they've been in in exposed to these chemicals all day long or the technology so it's super critical this stuff pays off to take care of this stuff not only for your health but for productivity uh let me ask you another question about lighting with these strobes and these new and LED technology and different light spectrums. Um, how do you feel about incandescent or, or, you know, old school fluorescent or LED technology? Uh, what do you see with us being out of rhythm with with our natural? Yeah. So it's no coincidence that our sleep schedule is directly in line with the sun. When the sun goes down, we go to sleep. When it's up, we're awake. That's not a coincidence. We've evolved on this planet using the cues of light to dictate our circadian rhythm. So it's extremely important that we try to mimic that, what nature does. So when the sun starts to go down, ancestrally, our eyes uh, would see the fire, it would see candles, it would see lanterns, and that's the yellow glow, it's a consistent glow. And so our eyes are used to that. Now, speed forward to modern days with all of this artificial lighting, it's strobing, it's got really um, sharp blue hues in it. That's tricking our brain and telling us it's actually the middle of the day. Because when we see those reds, and those blues are no longer in the spectrum, that's telling the body to produce melatonin and start getting us ready for sleep. So one of the worst things we can do now is jump on our phone right before bed or watch TV or get on the computer with all the blue light. It's totally wrecking our circadian rhythm and we're not gonna get into that deep sleep that our body truly needs. So it's really important to try to mimic nature. So light bulbs, we wanna stay away from CFL bulbs, from fluorescent bulbs, not only because the strobing effect and the blue light but also they have uh, vapor mercury in them. So if those things break or crack in your home, it's going to release a heavy metal that you could ingest. Uh, incandescent bulbs are the best or the most natural, if we can go with that. There are some LEDs that are, that are pretty healthy, but there's some that are pretty bad as well. Halogen bulbs are also good. 
when in doubt, just mimic what the sun is doing. Stick with nature as your guide when you're ever in doubt. Yeah. Yeah, nature, you know, been here before us, be here after us, I'm sure. So, yeah. Um, oh, I had a train of thought and I just lost it, but I, it was, uh, I was going somewhere, it was light, then, um, <laughs> so instead of AirPods, wired is... That's what it was, Bluetooth, yeah. Yeah, so anytime we can replace a wireless technology with a wired version, let's do it. And we can in a lot. So a good, that's a perfect example. Instead of AirPods, wired technology. Instead of a wireless mouse and keyboard, let's go ahead and wire it up. There's no reason to, not to run that wire over there and to have that uh, interference. The printer sitting on your desk, go and just plug it in and do the hardware. There's no reason to have it wireless. All of these little things that we just talked about right there will reduce exposure exponentially, and it's not going to really take away from the convenience. Does Bluetooth, uh, it works differently than Wi-Fi signal, right. no? Yes. But, uh, both are detrimental to, to us. It is. Bluetooth is a lot less powerful than Wi-Fi. Bluetooth only has to travel within the room, maybe 20, 50 feet, whereas Wi-Fi needs to extend all the way through the house. In most cases, it can travel up to 100 yards uh, out in the open. Uh, so when, we're, when we have the choice between the two, we want to choose Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. The problem with Bluetooth is most of the Bluetooth technology is designed to be on our body. So then we're back to that proximity. And so the closer it is to us, it doesn't have to be very powerful to have a big impact on us. If it's if it's on our body, if it's a watch or if it's a headphones or if it's a speaker that's really near to us. Are you a fan of Bluetooth speakers? I mean, I'm a fan of music. I'm a fan of speakers. If we can choose a wired version over the wireless, I'm going to choose wired every day. But if, if we're out on the boat or at a party and we're going to use the Bluetooth, do it, enjoy it, have fun, don't stress about it. But if there's an option, if we can use a wired version and then not get the exposure on top of it, yeah, let's do that. <clears throat> what are some proximity ranges that, uh, you know, negate some of these bad effects? Like what, how far away? I think you said three feet or a couple of feet at least. No, I like to go with the eight foot rule of thumb for a lot of these, um, appliances a lot of this technology this wireless stuff especially in the bedroom and that extends to things on the other side of the wall sometimes you have your bed and you're laying there but what's on the other side is there a fridge is there a washing machine is there the electrical panel a wi-fi in the other room i've heard some stories about this recently actually reading online about people's bedrooms being facing appliances or like mm -hmm. heavy power mm -hmm. situations and things of that nature and not really thinking that these things are grounded. There's a current coming through. It's technically connected and, and you know, your, your bed's against a wall outlet. So they are touching you, huh? Where we see a lot of the exposures from the actual motor. So let's say on the fridge, we got the compressor that it's spinning in the Freon. It's using a magnetic field to spin that motor. That magnetic field is extending out six to eight feet wow. and it's going right through our body and what it's doing is it's interacting with the iron in our blood and the heavy metal so imagine if i had a magnet and i had a handful That's of nails it. it's going to attract if i change the polarity it's going to move we're going to get this vibrational effect so when these waves are traveling through my body 60 times a second it's interacting with the iron and the hemoglobin in my blood and the heavy metals it's also interacting with the nervous system so the nervous system in my body when I go like this, when I touch something and when I feel sensations, when I tell my muscles to move, that's an electrical impulse that's traveling on my nervous system. Now, when that magnetic field wave goes through my nervous system, it creates microcurrents. It's just how a generator works. And so those, those little microcurrents that are going through my body causes interference and causes inflammation. And the brain doesn't like that. And that causes a whole range of issues, eventually tumors and cancers, if you're in those fields too long. Because it's breaking up the natural flow of, of our breaking up the natural flow. organic electrical. We're an organic electrical being. Absolutely. Yeah, we're not used to that. It's not natural to us. It's only the last hundred years where we've introduced this to the body. Yeah. If this would have been introduced over a thousand years, two thousand years, our bodies would have evolved to be able to withstand this. The problem is it's been introduced so fast within one or two generations that our bodies haven't been able to evolve fast enough. It's getting more powerful and faster and more right. powerful. Right. exceeding exponentially right um how do you feel about uh you know more of like hippie practices of like grounding yourself to the earth or grounding your bed and those type of things 
Uh, can you speak on that a little bit? Yeah, grounding is probably one of the most biggest misused things. There's a difference between grounding and earthing and shielding. Those are three different things and people get them all confused. Earthing is when I go out and I walk on the beach with my bare feet. It's when I go stand in the grass. It's when I connect with earth physically with my body. Now grounding is something that's done in an electrical system. So all of our appliances, everything needs to have a ground on it for shock protection. Now where people get misunderstood is they think they can earth through the grounding system. What that does is it connects them to the electrical system of the house, which can have interference on it. It can have currents on it. It can cause a whole range of issues through the body. So it's different than going out and standing on earth. So you see these pads where they're plugging it into the outlet and you're laying on it. That's not really a good idea. There's another problem with that too, is you are now making yourself part of the circuit in the house. Yes. These electrical fields are charged uh, electrons. They're trying to get back to earth and they see you plugged into the grounding circuit, they say, oh, there's a good path to get back to ground. I'm gonna send current through that body. So you're actually gonna make things worse. So the last thing you wanna do is if you're in an office or in the bed and you have all the electronics around, is to now make yourself a grounding rod. That's the last thing you wanna do. But yeah, going out and standing out on the grass, going to the beach and taking your shoes off, that's really good stuff. It there's is a lot of science stuff. behind yeah. that, yeah. And we are natural, you know, we are natural, uh, you know, energy conductors because we've all done the, you know, the, the key under the chin or mm -hmm. make yourself a better signal for whatever reason. And it, and it works. It does. It yeah. does. We yeah, can amplify cool. electrical currents and things mm -hmm. through ourselves. So, but we yeah. don't want to do that. That's, that's not a good, it's not a good thing because right. we are pulling on the natural flow of our, our, our blood flow and our the metals that are inside of our blood and everything right. else. Yeah, and so people that have higher iron or have higher heavy metals in their body are more sensitive to EMF. They are more reactive to this stuff. But that's why, you know, when you hold hands with your wife or something, you feel connected with somebody. Yeah. Or when you're around somebody that's you don't, that has a bad vibe, that's that energy is real. That's, that thing that you're feeling is real and it's actually measurable. So we have equipment that can measure that. Wow. and measure the energy that your body's putting off. We can put it on an oscilloscope and we can see when you hold hands with someone else, both of your frequencies start to align. Those are real things that we can measure. So this is all science-based stuff. Have you seen like abnormal anomalies in, in certain spaces and things since you're doing these type of tests and, and stuff? I've seen some... Not to get esoteric, but like, I mean, things are registrable, right? Yeah. No, I've seen some weird stuff for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Not your... Your, you know, it's not your mode of, of uh, information sharing, but there's definitely some things out there, huh? Sure, yeah. There's a lot we all have to learn. Yeah. Definitely. Um, where can people find, find you um, and communicate with you if they have issues and uh, or they feel like they want to, you know, have a professional help them uh, see what's going on and then, you know, go in the right direction towards causing some healing in that space. Yeah, I think, you know, the first thing, if you're interested in this and you uh, something that we talked about today struck something in you and like, wow, yeah, some of these, this sounds familiar. I've had some of these problems and, um, you know, change your environment up a little bit. See if it's, if it helps, you know, go down to the beach, go up to the cabin for a while, um, change and see if it makes a difference. If it does, that's a really big red flag. That there's something going on in your environment. So then you can, uh, our website, I have, I've been on a lot of podcasts like this where we talk in depth and some of these uh, podcasts, we talk specifically about mold or specifically about EMF and we go in pretty deep, listen to those and implement some of the free advice that we talk about. Um, and then, you know, continue down that path, but you can get a hold of us, our website, uh, testmyhome.com. You can fill out a client intake form. Uh, one of our, um, healthy home consultants will get a hold of you and see if it's a right fit and see if it's actually something in the environment. If, if we if determine it is, you know, we can come out, uh, we can do an on-site test. I can personally come out with the team. We can send some of our team out. Uh, we have a kit that we can mail out to you that you can do the testing yourself that includes like a 40 video training series that we put together. So there's lots of different levels of ways that you can interact with us and help improve your life. But all the way from free content, all the way up to, you know, we'll fly out to you and, and do all white glove service for you. So it just depends. Awesome. Yeah. And I think that, you know, <clears throat> obviously, you know, use the, the, the free information out there. I love that. 
Yeah. And then also the home test thing is a, is another level. And if if it's you know necessary or you have the means to to have you guys come in person and make sure things are kosher, so to speak, or yeah. you know on the up and up and and get you on the right path, that's a great thing. We all have children and. Uh, we all keep bringing other technology and electronical sources into our home and different things. So it, yeah. it's cool that people are conscious of it now mm -hmm. and that we can have these conversations. And, uh, you know, it seems like you found a really good uh, uh, path. I know. Um, can you tell us like how uh, I know your background and then, you know, you saw that there was a gap in the market for this type of stuff. But uh, uh, how did it evolve into where you guys are now with the with the business you know we just started reaching out to people uh doctors usually functional medicine doctors and trying to find those people out there that are suffering like i was in the beginning you know and was able to fix it all from environmental stuff and we go to the different doctors and say hey well, who do you have that's that's suffering that sickness that's having a hard time getting better let's go out there and check out their homes and see what's going on and we started to see a lot of success from that and just kind of snowballed into that. And so now we kind of have three main clientele. We have your your warriors, your warriors, and your sufferers. And the warriors are kind of, that's usually the, the mom with the first kid, and she just wants to make sure the home's okay and being mama bear and taking care of everything. And then we got our warrior type, and that's like uh, you know, the biohacker type, the people that want to live to be 180, that we just want to optimize and be as healthy as possible, the cold plunger type people. And we'll just go into their homes and totally optimize it for them. And, really dial it in and we can see a big level up with those people. And then we got the um, the sufferers and those are the people that are sick, that are dealing with chronic illness. Maybe it's cancer, maybe it's something that's terminal and they're just trying to get extra lives or extra years out of their life. And so those are the ones I really like the most because we go in and we can figure out what's going on in their Optimize home. their situation for healing. Yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes we can turn their sickness completely around, you know? Wow, yeah, that's a big thing because we, we go to radiation treatment, we go to these certain treatments, but we don't think of a diet. But environmental is, is one thing that is not talked about as much. And right. it's maybe a, a huge factor in the, the... That's talked about less than food. Hmm? The quality of your home health, like nobody talks about that, let alone we barely talk about diet in relation to health. No, 100%. Yeah. You know, we've been taught the quick fix of give us the pill for what ails us instead of the, fixing the elements that the american way you know it's yeah, interesting yeah. so i was a child actor and uh i did a film when i was young it was called safe it's by this uh this artsy director's name was todd phillips and this was in you know we were shooting it right around the time of the the when was the earthquake here 94 94 yeah yeah so it was in 94 we shot this <clears throat> film the movie was called safe it starred julianne moore and uh she went to a retreat because she played my stepmom in the film but she was a star and she went to a retreat because of electronic exposure. She basically became like, she became wow. allergic. This is, this just That's came to mind as then. we were talking. It's a long time ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Yeah. So it was super advanced. And I just now made the correlation with it, like understanding it, but come back to it. But yeah, she had went to some retreat in Malibu to get away from all electronic and electronical devices because she felt like she was, uh, it was causing her dramatic health problems you know so yeah. i guess i got to go back and look at this film now that we're speaking on it because you know obviously they were onto something oh, at yeah. an early time yeah 94 to shoot this film um yeah it was a it was a very artsy like like uh art type film he's a very uh artsy director she was a big star uh at the time as well so it's yeah. interesting i'm gonna go take another look at it because yeah you know maybe they were uh precursors to knowing that this was kind of ramping up. And it's amazing how many people are actually sensitive to EMF. I would have no idea when I first started doing this, how many people are actually sensitive to it. So I'm a little sensitive to EMF. I used to be on four different medications. I was on Adderall for adult ADD. I was on um, Effexor for anxiety. I was taking some heartburn medication and one other one. And, and now I'm not on any medication. So once I went Wi-Fi free, EMF free at my house, Man, my brain fog just like went away. And now almost if I take out all, I go the other way. I feel like I'm on a drug or something. Now I don't need it anymore. But when I start being exposed to a lot of electronics, you know, if I'm in a client's house or friend's house and there's a lot of EMF, I start to feel a little dumbed down again. It's amazing how 
much impact that we've seen with people that actually reduce and are conscious about their EMF exposure. I think it's one of the biggest underrated issues of our time right now. There's millions of people out there suffering from this that have no idea that this is what it is that's causing their health issues. So did you ditch Wi-Fi completely in your house? Yeah, we don't have Wi-Fi. But if you look at our house, we have a ton of technology. We got TVs, we got computers, we got the office. Everything is hardwired. It's all hardwired. Yeah. Right? But our bedroom area is separate from the house. So we got the our master suites on one side of the house, the kids suites on the other. But theirs all turns off on a timer. So at nine o'clock at night, timer goes off, all their power shuts down. Ours is on a, a switch so we can hit it when we're done for the night. All our power goes off. So we're sleeping in zero EMF and then no Wi-Fi. Uh, we have limits for the technology for the kids. Uh, have you done any training with like, you know, building and, and civil engineers and people that are going forward and, and understanding this risk now that people are aware of it in their studies? So I think that they should start city planning and, and uh, you know, community planning around these type of, of ideas, right? You know, that's one thing I'd love to branch into more, you know, being entrepreneurial minded, it's always easy sometimes to chase all the little different opportunities that people come to me all the time wanting to help and do that. But right now we're trying to stay pretty laser focused on in-home testing and just strictly testing and consulting. But that's something I would definitely love to branch out into and help build these homes from ground up, work with builders. There are some clients I'll take on projects for them and I'll help them build from the ground up and we built some amazing sanctuaries for people. But it takes a lot of effort, a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. And like-minded individuals to, to see yeah. that. There's a big need for it. There is. This, this industry is just getting started. And like you said, it's a, it's looked at last in a lot of times, if at all. You know, let's look at nutrition. Let's look at fitness. Let's look at your medical history, your blood work. Let's look at all these other things. But what's the environment doing? Every How many guy, times do people ask about the environment? Not much. Every guy keeps their phone in their front pocket or back pocket. Yeah. And I can show you some crazy studies that show direct correlation to decrease in testosterone levels. Really? So when you talk about hormone therapy and that, how many of these people actually really needed that if they would have stayed away from and kept the phone out of their pocket away from their nuts? So what do you recommend? A man purse? <laughs> Don't put it in your pocket. If you do, slip it on airplane mode real quick and put it in your pocket. Does airplane mode significantly, it cuts off uh, communication with the grid, so to speak? It does. So it, it shuts off that antenna from transmitting out. Okay. Yeah. Hard for people to do, but it is something about thinking because we constantly have it on us, connected to us. Yeah. There's yeah. one company called Lamb sent me like all their EMF underwear. Oh, I seen mm -hmm. that, the, the the beanies and the... the Dude, the gear I put my phone inside of it and wrapped it up. It actually killed yeah. from it being able to reach your cell phone, phone call. Yeah. Yeah. I got the Lamb stuff too. It works pretty good. Although funny thing was I wore it on a plane and I went through the they, scanners and I lit up like a crisp. They were patting me down. They like, sent you in the secondary. They're like, what in the heck? <laughs> yeah. Because all that stuff reflected right off it. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, you want to give us a, did we talk about the, the, the website and social and the way people can find you? Yeah. Just test my home on Instagram at test my home and test my just Google it. We have pretty good SEO. It should come right up. And awesome. we'll put the link in the description down below to reach you. Yeah. Appreciate you coming out and extending your trip to come meet with us. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, thank you. I definitely, uh, oh. I have some things to go home and think about and uh, start to rearrange kill switches, things of that nature. Yeah. You know, awareness that things are running constantly regardless of, uh, you know, luckily my bedroom is in a certain area, so that's good and it's away from other household appliances but some people some people are forced to live wall to wall with with mm -hmm. things that are outside of their control so yeah maybe we can end with some quick tips mm -hmm. yeah anything. please so i would say you know take off your shoes in your house that's really a big one that you're bringing a lot of toxins um, into the yes. home i don't wear shoes um, you don't shoes at the door <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing. We walk through all kinds of nasty stuff out of filling our car with gas and the oil on the ground and then the public bathrooms. Take your shoes off. It's People free, can be crazy for that one. No, it, that's a big one, huge one. Open the windows. Make sure you're getting fresh air in your home. That's a really big one. You know, we talked about that a little bit. A free, easy, good one you can do. Turn off your electronics if you're not using them. That's another big one that's super easy. I shouldn't say super easy, but it's free and it's something that you can do. If you're not using your technology, turn it off, unplug it get distance as much as you can 
get rid of the plastics inside of your house, inside of your kitchen, especially. You don't want the plastics touching the food. Cooking, using glass, using uh, stainless steel. Stainless glass. Yeah. No we actually strainers. started going through the house and like no ditching all plastic. Mm -hmm. The strainers, we switched to stainless yeah. steel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, toxic chemicals, going through your house, getting rid of the toxic chemicals. Using EWG to verify which ones are healthy, which ones are not. Keep things really simple. Vinegar and water, lemon essential oil can clean 90% of your surfaces out there. So you don't use Lysol in your house? No, none of that. Don't even bring that stuff in your house. Yeah, ditch all the fragrances. Anything that has a fragrance in it, get rid of it, toss it. No perfumes, no colognes. No perfumes, no colognes. Ditch Deodorant, the blue light at night. Of that nature. Yep. Make sure no aluminum in it. Get the healthy stuff. Yeah. Do you believe it's, in blue light glasses? Yeah, I, I, definitely after night, uh, when the sun goes down, we shouldn't have any blue light in the eyes because it's messing up that circadian rhythm. Are these things effective? Are these blue light companies and these little reading type glasses and things? They do. They yeah. do block the blue light enough to make us yeah i mean some better than others of course but they're definitely making an impact it's worth doing okay cool yeah yeah let when it comes to lighting mimic the sun you know an hour or two before bed make sure we're turning down the lights we have two different sets of lights in our house we have what's called the utility lights it's our can lights that's more bright and at least two hours before bed those come off and then we use more of our mood lights it's going to be the amber colored lights the red color lights and we have those in fixtures throughout the house so it's more dim and it's more red and amber. We'll mimic what a fire would look like. Understand. A lot easier to get the kids to bed. I saw that because we use a nightlight in our room, and I saw that you want to switch from like a white nightlight to a red. Yes. Yeah, because the white has that full spectrum, just like it would in the middle of the day. It doesn't take much for that to reset the circadian rhythm. And mess that up. We got a lot of shit to so, fix. Those yeah. are quick, easy tips you can start implementing tips are right away. Yeah. yeah. And and like you said. I love that, you know, it's not come give me some money to tell you these things, but here, yeah. try this first. This sure, is yeah. this is definitely going to make your quality of life better. Yeah. These are simple things. Yeah. Match match the natural cycle of life. You know, cut off the the connection to these things. Uh, you know, uh fresh air. Big one. Things that should be common nature, but you know, we don't, it's easy to become creatures of habit. You know, you start slowly drifting off path next thing you know, you're way over here, way out in left field. Yeah. You don't even realize it. Awesome. Well, yeah. uh, my eyes are open and, uh, I'm definitely going to implement some of these things in my life now. I appreciate that. Um, and I think that, you know, studies will find that, you know, us getting back to the natural flow of things is going to have a, a great effect on us as a whole as technology continues to spiral forward yes we got to do our part to uh get away from it as much as we can yeah pay now or pay later yeah we use it's got to be a tool right like That's you right. said an educated thing of i'm gonna you know expose myself at this limit based on what i'm gaining from it yep if you it's just uh if it's just a you know a button to occupy ourselves then it's probably a bad thing yeah right yeah yeah anything you want to leave uh leave people with before we before we get out of here you know just keep it simple you know focus focus on the basic stuff don't stress out about it that's the last thing we want to do you know don't get overwhelmed with it take baby steps one thing at a time you know and i always tell my clients too everything we do throughout our day is either moving us in the more healthy direction or it's moving us in the sick direction it's either making us sick or it's making us healthy when we choose to eat the cheeseburger versus eating the salad when we choose to overuse technology versus set it down and go take a walk every decision we make is moving the needle one direction or the other so it's really important to be conscious of those decisions that we make throughout the day and ask is this bettering myself or is this hurting myself or hurting others and make those decisions accordingly it's important. Well, thank you again, Ryan, for yeah. making the time to see us. You bet. Thanks for having me. It's great. Testmyhome.com. Test my home at Instagram. Um, let's get healthy, people. You know, we, you know, we only live once, so let's 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 travel forward.